welcome back to yet another episode of the Tango Banter. I am Yelizaveta. Before we launch into our topic today, I wanted to remind you of a couple of opportunities for us to meet in person if this works out for you. The first one is this weekend, uh, January 21st and 22nd. I will be in Santa Barbara teaching a workshop called Women Leading Tango. This is my signature workshop for women who want to quickly uh, learn all the basics of leading. And the goal is to give you the most important, the most significant tools so that you can start dancing socially as a leader as quickly as possible. So if you're in the area and you would like to join, the link is in the show notes, so check it out. And you can also reach out to me if you have questions. Now, the following week, I will actually be at the Tango Festival in Puerto Vallarta, and I will be DJing on Friday night. My DJ alias is DJ Miao Oneva. So if you look at the schedule, I'm scheduled on Friday the 27th, uh, DJing from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. So if you do happen to be at that festival, would love to connect with you and meet you in person. The link to the festival is also uh, in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. So today's topic uh, is really about how long does it really take to get good at tango? This is one of the most common questions that I hear from either beginners or people who might not even be dancers, but they're kind of curious about tango. And this question really makes sense. Uh, I, as I've said, am a beginner all over again right now as I am uh, working my way through understanding how to play piano as part of an orchestra, uh, tango orchestra. And even though I spent 10 years plus uh, playing classical piano growing up, I feel completely like a fish out of water when it comes to playing in a tango orchestra. So right now I am in that beginner stage and I myself am asking that question, how long does it take to get good at this? And I, when I think about this question, I remember when I was a beginner in yoga and I was told that Mr. Iyengar, the founder of Iyengar Yoga Method, an Indian man of uh, tremendous accomplishment in the yoga tradition and revered by all the yogis around the world, he famously said that for the first 18 years of practice, you're considered a beginner. And I remember when I heard this, it both filled me with awe, of course, because it's sort of like pointing to that commitment of almost a spiritual pilgrimage that you commit yourself for that period of time to know something and that at the end of 18 years uh, you're just at the cusp of beginning but it also I think in certain ways stunted my growth because I really felt like until I reached that marker of 18 years that I didn't really know enough yoga or I didn't have enough understanding of it in order to talk about it with uh, some sort of sense of authority. 
I really, even though I was already teaching uh, early on, as soon as I started yoga a year later, I was already teaching it. And then I, you know, was teaching teachers and doing teacher training because I hadn't reached that 18 year mark until fairly recently. It sort of hung over me like a cloud that, yeah, you know this, but still you haven't reached that 18 year mark. So you're not, you're still a beginner. You really don't know. You need to ask permission. You need to ask someone for their opinion to know what yoga is or how to explain something. You can't rely on your own understanding of it because you're just a beginner. So that mindset is on the one hand, uh, very, um, aspirational, but also it can be kind of limiting and there's a similar trend in tango as well. When you ask someone who's a fairly uh, hooked and seasoned dancer, how long it takes to get good, they might say, oh, years, it's going to take you years. And people talk about how hard it is and how much effort it requires. And you might even say that for the first 18 years, you're just a beginner dancer. And all of that might be true, but when you're a beginner, as I was in tango and in yoga, I find that it's not necessarily helpful to speak of um, these kinds of time frames because how many people are going to get excited if you tell them that it's going to take them years, you know, even one year, I think people get kind of turned off. But if you tell them it's going to take them half a lifetime to master something, they're like, uh, I'll go do something easier. So I think the confusion comes when we start assessing what the term good is. So somebody who has been dancing for a long time and has a particular definition of what good means, and they're looking back on their years of development and thinking, about how long it took them, you know, they might be perceiving the idea of what good is from a certain standpoint. They might be looking ahead, looking at other dancers and aspiring to a certain level of technique or um, ability that uh, is very personal or that is a lot further beyond what you might be asking. So I want to begin by really clarifying what is it that we're really asking when we say, how long does it take? How long does it take to get good and in tango? I think instead of thinking of it as good, I think it's better or I think it's more useful and effective to say, how long does it take to get good enough? Okay, because becoming a little bit more specific about what we mean might actually help us to orient ourselves as to where we're at. So how long does it take to get good enough? So what does it mean to be good enough? When you're a beginner tango dancer and you're just starting out, good enough means that you feel confident going to a malanga, and you're getting the dances that you want. You are uh, a desired dancer, so other people want to dance with you. 
I think that's an important aspect of getting good enough that you feel other people have accepted you and they want to dance with you. So a lot of this has to do with just you getting up to speed. Good enough means that you're hooked, you're on your way, and the rest of it will take care of itself, right? So when we're talking about starting tango as a beginner, we want to know how long is it going to be until you're having fun, until it's actually something pleasant and easy and maybe not simple, maybe it's still very complex, but you're enjoying yourself and you don't necessarily uh, need any extra help in sticking with it. You're not in danger of quitting. So how long does it take to get to that place? Now, historically over the years, I've been dancing since 2009, I've observed a huge range in this department. And I think it's a little bit different for leaders versus followers. I think you'll agree with me on that because the learning curves are slightly different. And uh, I will go into uh, that aspect of tango in a bit more detail in next episodes, uh, talking about what it means to learn as a leader versus a follower. But today, I just want to point out that it's it varies radically from person to person how long it takes them to get hooked, to get to that place where you're both having fun and you're on your way to... Uh, sticking out those 18 years or however long that uh, is required for you to get to that level that you aspire. So I've had people uh, along the way who start tango and within six months, they are the most popular dancer at the Malanga. Uh, this was uh, one of my students actually from years ago. I remember they had a lesson with me uh, and this was a leader. He had a lesson with me uh, once. And then I left for Buenos Aires for six and a half months. And when I came back, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he was better than most leaders on the dance floor at that point. And he was a raw beginner when I had a lesson with him. So within six months, this guy was incredible. It, it, I couldn't believe it. Uh, how much he progressed and he really felt at ease on the dance floor and everybody wanted to dance with him and uh, you know so he got there very quickly and then there's other dancers who come into tango and they spend years and years and years studying and working on it and it takes them a long time to get there and they might um, take extra time to process ideas. And so it's going to vary quite a bit. And I think what's important for you, if you're a beginner, or if you talk to beginners, is to acknowledge that phenomenon and make sure that you stay away from comparison, right? It's really easy to start comparing yourself to other people to their progress and judge your progress according to theirs. And then it might discourage you, right? It might inspire you to work harder, to look at someone else and be like, oh, they're getting better faster than me. I should pick, pick up the pace. But a lot of times it gets really frustrating, especially if you see somebody 
integrate concepts very easily and succeed on the dance floor really quickly. And here you are kind of chugging along and you're thinking, what's wrong with me? So just knowing that it, there's a huge variety uh, dependent on the level of experience, past experience with movement, dance, um, and just in general, sort of how you are as a person affects your learning uh, journey in tango quite a bit. So comparison is not a good idea. And at the same time, you want to really assess uh, where you are in relation to where you want to be. And so the good enough place is for you to feel that you're right where you need to be, right? Ultimately, I think in a more sort of spiritual way or more esoteric way, we're really looking to feel that we are in the right place and we're doing the right thing. And I have to tell you, you might think that it is more desirable to progress quickly in tango, to get there as quickly as possible wherever there is. However, I've noticed there is a pattern uh, in tango, and I've observed this quite a few times, that people who get really good at tango really fast, and I'm talking about they become really popular on the dance floor, they really integrate the vocabulary really fast, and they're just off, off to the races. If they get good really fast, a lot of times they burn out as well. And there's like this recoiling sort of uh, reaction to the whole process. So a lot of times it's not necessarily preferable to excel really fast. It's always good to be progressing and digesting and assimilating the changes because when it all comes to at you really fast, you might get uh, burned out and overwhelmed. So again, an encouragement for those of you who are starting out and you might feel really intimidated by the progress of other people or you feel like you're behind, just know that just because somebody's progressing really fast doesn't actually ensure their success and longevity overall. For me, as a follower, I progressed pretty quickly, um, but it took me a while to actually get into tango. As I've said before, when I first started, I just was dragged into a malanga by a friend, so I wasn't really interested in learning tango. And it took some time for me to go to the milongas and sort of watch or interact, and maybe I would go to like a class here and there, but it really wasn't something that I was interested in uh, until one, one day I suddenly decided that I was going to take some classes and you know the first class I went to I was mortified and I swore I'd never do it again but then I did it again and I again was mortified but then you know I just I just kind of kept going because at that point I had some other people that I knew who were going so I had the social connection there uh, so it took me some months to get to a place where I knew that I could go to Malanga and I could have a good time and that place where I knew that I was going to continue. I knew that I wanted to keep going and I wanted to keep learning. And, you know, the, the bug got me, the tango bug. So for you, it might be uh, this, a similar situation where at first it feels like you really are sort of chugging along and you're not really making much progress. And then all of a sudden it will sort of 
come to fruition or it might be a very gradual progression like it is um, for some people. Now, why are we really asking that question in the beginning anyway, right? Because is it that when we first start, we automatically want to be professional dancers? I really doubt that's our, that's our goal. And I think the, even the idea of good enough, why does that matter when we first start? And this is where I reflect on my own experience right now as a novice tango piano player. And that is whatever stage you come in at, at first, it's labor. It feels like work. It doesn't feel like fun. It feels confusing and frustrating. And you just want to know, how long is this going to take until it doesn't feel that way? That's what I want to know. Honestly, I keep asking that. I have actually asked that of other people, of other pianists, like how long does it take and what do I need to do to get to the place where this is more fun as quickly as possible? And I really... You know, I haven't gotten a straight answer because as in tango, most people would be like, oh, you know, just either they go metaphysical in one direction where it's like, oh, what is time? It doesn't matter. It's forever now. <laughs> or they'll go into this opposite direction. It's like, oh, it always feels like this. And you just kind of get used to it. So I decided I was going to take a different route and provide some more concrete answers, uh, the kinds of answers that I would have wanted to have uh, when I started. So with tango, it is the fact that it is really difficult at first. Now, it's more difficult for leaders than it is for followers. Um, leading is a steeper learning curve. So following is a little bit easier in that way that you um, progress a little bit quicker in vocabulary. You don't have to memorize vocabulary. You have to learn to respond to the vocabulary that the leader is uh, giving you. But you don't necessarily need to memorize. You don't necessarily need to know the music uh, either right at the beginning as a follower, whereas a leader, because you're the one initiating you kind of have more balls in the air that you have to juggle. So it's a little bit different. Um, but nonetheless, I think that it really should not take that long to get you to a, to a place where you feel you have your own momentum. And that's kind of what I'm waiting for as a beginner in piano. I'm waiting for that place where I don't have to force myself to sit down to practice. I just want to practice. I crave the practice. I want to be in that place of uh, just plucking the keys and learning new pieces. Right now, it's a lot of work and it's very frustrating. So as a tango dancer, you might be asking yourself, how long is it going to take for me to feel at ease in this process? And I think overall, it takes a few months. It doesn't take as long as people might say. Now, of course, I'm very much qualifying this and saying that I'm not saying that in three months, you're going to master tango and know everything about it. That's a lifelong journey. But how long is it going to take you to get to a place where you don't have to, uh, necessarily force yourself 
to do this really arduous, difficult, strenuous task called learning tango? How long is it going to take until it feels sort of second nature and you're up to the task? I would say a few months. And I'm going to give you some suggestions what to do and what to focus on to achieve that in a few months time because again we have to consider the fact that everybody's coming at this from different directions from different places in their lives and with different uh, levels of ability so even though we have all this these variables there's a few things that uh, are common um, tools that will get you there and as long as you get these few things in place you're going to have that support and that mm, safety net that will ensure that you are going to get to where you need to get to <laughs> as quickly as possible. So number one thing that you want to do is commit to consistency. And I think this, you'll agree with me that this is probably the hardest uh, step to take. Commit to consistency. For me, in my piano endeavors, I have committed to sitting down to play every day, even if it's just for five minutes. And I do not meet that goal <laughs> most of the time, but at least I know that goal is there. And uh, I, it makes, it ensures that I at least do it a little bit uh, throughout the week, even if it's not every day. For tango dancers, I don't think you need to do it every day, but the minimum I would say is that once a week you go to class, non-negotiable once a week. It's absolutely required that it is at least once a week. And why do I say that? Because I've observed this in myself and in my students, that if you only go to class once in a while, once every two weeks, once a month, you're just not going to remember things. They don't stick very well, right? When we learn tango, we really retain a small percentage of what's given to us at one time, and then it's, we tap out. So every time you go to a group class, or even if you take a private, just assume that you're going to retain about 20% of what's given to you. And it's nothing wrong with that. This is just how the learning goes. Um, it's sort of... Um, sort of the natural order of things. That's how our brains process. So instead of trying to figure out how to cram more things into your brain at once, figure out a way how to be consistent. So as much as possible, plan the consistency of your exposure to tango once a week, at least for a class. But then, and even more important, so important, something I talked about in my last episode, is that at least once a week you go dancing at a practica or at a malonga. So that makes it twice a week that you are actually exposing yourself to new concepts, learning new mechanics, and then you're actually going and putting them to the test on the dance floor. And of course, you're practicing all the other social skills that go along with being in a social dance environment. So once a week for a class and once a week for an alonga or practica. That's the consistency you want to aim for. If you can do more than that, if you can do class twice a week, that's great. 
But beyond that, I'm, I think it might be diminishing returns because it's a lot to process. And sometimes we really need that, <clears throat> that time in between for things to sink in and not get burnt out. Once again, the burnout is real and people who go in and then they're taking classes every day and they're going to dances every night and they just sort of go into it with this full, full blast. Um, a lot of times they burn out. So <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more I realize I've actually burnt out on a lot of things like that myself in the past. So this is something I'm observing, uh, both in other people and in myself. Now, once you have the consistency, you've committed to it, the next really important aspect, uh, really important element to your journey of getting to that place where you feel good enough, where you have momentum in your dance and your development is to involve other people. Really important um, to connect your efforts to other people. So again, I'm going to use an example here with my piano playing. We have rehearsals every two weeks. And that idea that at the end of those two weeks, I'm going to be around people and we're going to be playing together and people are going to hear me. That's a catalyst for me to, you know, get my ass to the piano and start practicing. But also the communal aspect of tango, this sort of camaraderie that you develop with other people helps you to feel, um, inspired, right? To, to sort of go to a class, not because you want to learn tango, but because your friend is going to be there. And sometimes there's a competition there. There's like a little bit of a competitive edge that helps people. So especially if you're, you know, have that personality type, it might help you to do this with a friend and you're sort of, uh, you know, again, don't, don't be comparing yourself too much, but it's, it's good, uh, incentive to know like, oh, well, my friend is going to be there. They're going to be learning and I don't want to be behind. I want to know. And so then that helps you to sort of keep the consistency going. I have found it very difficult to stay consistent without the support of that element of other people. Anything that I do on my own, Typically, I can do it for a period of time, but without any other sort of support from other sources, I eventually burn out and I get uninterested or I just get overwhelmed. And that's the other thing that we have so much content coming out at, at us at first when we're starting Tango. There's just so much to learn. And a lot of times the question is like, what should I be focusing on? What is important? Should I know this? And should I focus on musicality? Do this or that? But when you have someone else or a few other people that you're interacting with, they can be a sounding board. They can help you uh, understand a little bit better and they can help you focus. So whether it's a group of people that you get involved with as a beginner, so people in your beginning class, or you really bond with somebody or you start tango with a friend and you commit to a period of time where you're going to class every week together, it doesn't matter. Just to have some sort of um, support in this way that when the consistency commitment starts faltering, you have something else 
that sort of keeps you going because we really are trying to get you to that place where you don't necessarily need a lot of uh, a lot of energy to get yourself going it's like when you first start biking right and you start biking from a dead stop you have to put a lot of energy into it to get the bike going especially if it's uphill <laughs> and that's a great analogy really uh, that learning tango is like getting your bike going uphill but once you get it once you get the momentum going then you're you're good to go and then the ideas of good and getting good really good in tango in this big way um, you can define those for yourself based on what you desire to achieve now the third element uh, that i have noticed is essential and very often overlooked and sort of forgotten and that is inspiration being inspired most of the time we start tango or anything else because there's this initial moment of inspiration this emotional charge of like oh that looks cool <laughs> that looks like something i want to do i want to learn to do it i want to be that whatever it is that i'm looking at and for me, as I'm uh, chugging my way through this learning journey with piano, it's so easy for me to just get into the weeds and just be in this state of like, oh my God, there's so much to learn and these pieces are so hard and this is going to take me such a long time. But then the other day I was on a walk and I decided to listen to this album by a piano uh, artists that I really uh, am inspired by and, and really admire. And as I was listening to that album, I began to once again feel that like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I don't care how long it takes me to get to this place. I just want to be on the journey. And that state of inspiration is the nourishment that we really need along the way. It's like that little bit of electrolyte juice that we get during the race that we're on, right? Like we need a bit of that nourishment to uh, facilitate our progress. If we're only focusing on the work and we're just thinking about everything that we still have to achieve and you know all of the little bits and pieces that we have to understand, it's so overwhelming. It's like looking at Mount Everest from the bottom, right? You're looking up and you're like, Ugh, never mind. But then, you know, somebody comes down from Mount Everest or they show you pictures of the top or they, they tell you of their experience, they describe it. And then that gives you a moment of inspiration that then sort of pushes you to the next level and pushes you to get back into uh, dancing or practicing. And I think for people who burn out, people who sort of come in and take a really fast, get it really quickly, that is what's lacking. They come to a place where they sort of lost the inspiration. They lost uh, a connection to what is it that they were inspired by when they first started. And the achievement of vocabulary or the achievement of all the um, nuts and bolts of what tango requires 
it's not necessarily the goal here. The goal is much more internal. The goal is more of about a feeling, how you feel about yourself and how much you can connect to the music and to the people and express yourself. So it's a much more internal experience of what we're after. So being inspired is a key ingredient. And whenever you feel like you really are dragging your feet in the mud and you're kind of like, oh, I'm so done with this. It's so difficult. And I'm working so hard for so little return. And it doesn't inspire you even to connect with people anymore. And it's all sort of like, ma, that's the state. That's the point at which you really are needing some inspiration. And so for my inspiration, when it comes to tango, a lot of times it's looking at uh, videos of performers that I really enjoy. Uh, sometimes it's just looking at stuff on Instagram. There's so many um, beautiful, talented dancers posting on social media. So that a lot of times just gets me going. Other times it's listening to the music. And if you are the kind of dancer who got into tango because you were inspired by the music, which you know, there's kind of two major camps. There's people who got hooked into the music, uh, hooked into tango because they heard the music and they decided to learn tango. And then there's people who fell in love with the movement, but didn't care about the music <laughs> from the beginning. And you might be one of those dancers. You, you started tango, but you really kind of like, ah, oh, the music is so-so. So for you, music is, might not be inspiration right now. Maybe something else is. Um, and you kind of have to find that for yourself. But for me, sometimes just listening to the music puts me in that mood of like, oh yeah, I really, I really want to dance. I really want to practice something. I really want to try something new. So these three elements committing to consistency, I would say once a week for a class and once a week for social dancing, involving other people in your journey in different ways, whatever that means for you. It might not even be a tango dancer. Maybe you have somebody in your life who's a friend and you just wanna involve them and say like, okay, listen, I'm doing this thing for the next few months. I want you to keep me accountable and remind me that this is something I'm doing. And you know, it might be uh, something like that. Uh, and then once again, staying inspired, really finding a place of inspiration that originally pushed you to, to try this. If you commit to this sort of structure, you will get to a place within a few months where you'll find yourself more at ease, where you'll go to a Malanga and you're like, oh, it's not so overwhelming anymore. And it's not that difficult for me to navigate social environments and I am pretty much okay with the level of what I know. I feel like I have something to offer and I'm not so anxious anymore overall. So that's the place of good enough. That's the place. And I would say, you know, I frequently describe tango as a, a chess game. If you want to play chess, which my grandfather decided to teach me to play chess when I was very young, I was probably like six or seven. And I remember he taught me to play. And for a long time, all I knew what to, how to do is how to move this is, right? This, in the game of chess, you first have to understand how to move the pieces. And that in itself, as a child, I remember took me a while. It, it was so confusing. 
especially that night piece, right? The way it moves, the L shape and how to see it. Uh, so tango is kind of like that. You have uh, this learning curve at first where you have to understand how the pieces move and that's what i'm calling the good enough place so how long does it take you to get to that good enough place where you kind of know the pieces well it takes a few months it doesn't take years it doesn't take 18 years <laughs> uh, so i hope that encourages you and within those few months when you first start what are the things that you need to worry about well consistency, connecting with other people, and staying inspired. Those are really the ingredients. Once you get to the good enough place, I think it's it's really important for you to acknowledge when you get there because one of the most common uh, mindset blocks for dancers is that it always feels like you never get there. It feels like you work and work and work and you never get to where you're going. And some of it is really because we haven't acknowledged in ourselves where we were and how far we've come. We're so eager to judge ourselves and criticize and assess what we're still lacking that we don't take a moment to receive and reflect on where we've come and how much we've accomplished. So. For those of you who are beginners and you're at the beginning of your tango journey, or maybe you've been on the journey for a while, but you're still waiting to get to a place where you, you feel like you've achieved something, I want you to assess that place. What does that place mean? What does it mean for you to get to a place where you're good enough? That is your foundation, where you've, you know the pieces. And I guarantee some of you might actually think about this question and go, oh, I'm actually there. And if you do get that thought, congratulate yourself, <laughs> treat yourself, get yourself a present, award yourself, pat yourself on the back, because guess what? Tango is a unique dance and it's not easy for people to enter into it and to confront it in all these ways because there's so many bells and whistles. And there's a very small percentage of the population around the world who can actually dance tango. I think the number that I heard recently is about 900,000, which is a lot, but also not that much considering that there's billions of people in the world. So there's a very small percentage of the whole population who can dance tango, and you are one of those people. So again, already an achievement. And then from there, to really understand that once you get to a place where you sort of are oriented, where you understand the music and you can have a, a good time at a malanga, that's a milestone. That's a milestone going from that place of deer in the headlights and you don't know anything to suddenly you're okay. You're going to the malanga, you have friends, you're enjoying yourself, you're getting the dances you want. Now, some people might critique this place and they might say that a lot of dancers just stay there. They stay at that place of good enough and they don't uh, evolve. They don't progress. And there's a lot of grumbling in the community about uh, levels and how dancers don't work uh, on their dance and they don't pursue uh, learning and they don't get better. And then there's a, a kind of a stagnation among dancers. 
What I say to that is, honestly, it does not matter. It does not matter whether you decide that good enough is a good enough place for you or you decide that now you're ready to pursue a performance career and become the best salon dancer there is or whatever. It's really up to you. There's a place for everyone in tango. There is a place for people who know very little and they're just beginners. There is a place for people who feel good enough and they just are kind of done with the work. They just want to have fun. I definitely reached that place and it took me a long time. I spent years doing lots of classes, lots of workshops, traveling for tango and, you know, really searching and working and working. And eventually it was like, oh, I'm done already. I just want to have fun. So if you arrive at that place and other people might say, well, you know, you should be doing more and you don't want to, well, you don't have to because tango is really for you. You are not here to serve tango, even though I'm sure some of you disagree because if you think of tango as an art form, as a tradition, as a cultural relic that we're supposed to keep and preserve in its original state as much as possible, then you might say that it's irresponsible for you to stagnate in just a place of good enough. But that is coming from that perspective. And that is not the only perspective in tango. Social tango is the role of social tango is really to facilitate uh, a personal experience of expression, creative expression, and uh, connect with yourself as a dancer and connect with other people. So tango is there as a tool for your own self-expression. And so you can make tango your own. You can define the parameters of what you want tango to be. You can choose which uh, path to follow and who to emulate and who to be inspired by. So that place of good enough is a place where you can choose, right? It's a place of choice. When you're first a beginner, you have so many choices that you're sort of debilitated by. You're so paralyzed by it. You don't know where to look. You need somebody to tell you what you need to know the chess pieces, how they move, right? That's when you're a beginner. But then when you get to a place of that good enough, where you sort of got the basics, then you have the authority to choose your own path. If you want to perform, you can follow that. If you want to just focus on social dance, you can follow that. And other questions might come up for you is that, let's say, you're in a good enough place, but you really want to be dancing with some fancy salon dancers who are in the professional realm. Well, then that is the question like, okay, how do I get that? How do I pursue that? What do I need to know to be able to dance on that level? Right. But again, that's more of a choice. That's not a requirement. You do not have to spend the rest of your life chasing some sort of an ideal and some sort of a uh, perfection in your technique. Uh, it's really more up to you and what you want to get out of tango. So how long does it take you to get good at tango? You can get there as quickly as a few months by applying these three elemental forces to your learning journey and try it out. 
and check in with me. I want to know if there's other things that you're coming up against that you're not able to overcome. If you're feeling so frustrated that you're considering quitting or so frustrated that you feel bad about yourself, I want to know uh, because a lot of times you might be surprised how frequent it is for people to feel that way. And just how for me right now, the labor of sitting down in front of a piano and sometimes growling and screaming and crying, that's part of the process. And somehow I still have to find a way to continue to do it. Nobody's going to rescue me from it. I just have to keep at it. So you I hope have enough support under your uh, under yourself under your efforts to continue to grow in tango and so I want to finish by saying it will take you a few months to get good enough and then it will take you the rest of your life to become better thanks for joining me for this really lively banter I hope you enjoyed it Join me for next week's banter, and I hope I get to see some of you in person this weekend or next week in person. Have a great one. Ciao.